0: and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday. Welcome back. I hope you guys have had a beautiful week. We are here with the QA and a section from last week. So without further ado, let's get started. Why you might feel like crap when you start eating a clean, healthy lifestyle, especially an autoimmune paleo diet, not many people go from never eliminating anything straight into an AIP diet, and I highly don't recommend it because it is a very restrictive diet, something that you, I feel you need to ease yourself into. So starting with an elimination diet, even if it's just one or two foods or going with the top five, which is corn, soy, gluten, sugar, and dairy. But in saying that those top five are like 80 something percent of your grocery store. So it can still be really, really daunting. So I always advise, especially in the fertility food program, start where you're at, like do not jump onto a really restrictive diet if you've never done it before. Start with one or two foods and then work your way up from there. There's a 30 day reset that you push the start date yourself. And the great thing about the fertility food program is you can go back and revisit that. Okay, I've done, you know, gluten and dairy. I feel great, but I'm still having issues. What else can I regad? Okay, I'm gonna add this and then I'm gonna do another reset. And sometimes the resets don't have to be 30 days. You can do them for 14 days And if you're seeing like amazing results and you can go, right, I don't need 30 days to tell me that, you know, gluten is bad for me. Like I feel it already. And that was a really big thing for me. When I finally got off of the nightshades, it literally took three weeks for my last symptom to go away. And that was just my symptom. I think it took me a lot longer to really heal my gut and lower my natural killer cells because that was my issue. I had high NK cells. So it didn't take three weeks to get rid of that, but my symptoms, and that's why we focus on all our normal or common health issues is because that can be showing you that you're in the right direction. Because if you're focusing on just pregnancy tests or staying pregnant or getting pregnant, that's not a great sign that things are improving. Usually I find the last thing to click into place is your fertility, unfortunately, but we will get there. Um, So the, some of the most common things when you are changing up your diet and you basically reduce a lot of inflammation. So like sugar, I had a lot of hidden sugar in my diet. I wasn't someone who had like a, a sweet tooth, but I was eating a lot of um, cans and boxes and fruit. I had a high fruit um, intake. So you kind of go into a detox. It's like someone who quits like heroin, you know, like they never say just Quit cold turkey right or coffee like you're never advised to just quit coffee if you have like like a major addiction and so you can get withdrawals and your body is like whoa what's going on and so you can have a lot of symptoms like diarrhea constipation bloating headache nausea brain fog like all the kind of the normal issues you had but all of a sudden you're maybe noticing them more or they're worse because you're like wait i'm putting in all this hard work i should be be feeling better <laughs> so you know it's like it's that withdrawal especially on gluten um, there are just chemicals in our food that we're highly addicted to and we just don't know it so you, there is like a withdrawal phase for some people other things like we talked about before your gut health could just be really bad and there could be bugs and parasites yeast overgrowth that are going to cause you issues no matter what diet you're on so unless you find those discover them And eradicate them. It doesn't actually really matter what diet you're on. You really need to investigate those and get rid of them. A big thing, especially for the autoimmune paleo diet, is a histamine intolerance. This, once again, stems back to your gut health and it just not being at a level where it can. Um, withstand histamine. Also, it can be an issue with your DOA gene. It could be um, dirty because of diet and lifestyle, or you could be born with a dirty DOA gene. And this just makes you super highly sensitive to a lot of foods. And so What you want to do as you're waiting to discover, or this could be just part of the elimination phase, is really eliminate all your high histine foods, which absolutely sucks when you're on an AIP diet because a lot of these foods we bring in more of. So we have like the fermented foods, so a lot of sauerkraut. We start drinking kombucha, (laughs) you know, avocados, spinach, like vinegar, like pickles olives you have your cured meats like bacon and deli meat dried fruit is um, really high in histamine so I know that sometimes we go to those creature comforts like because we've cut out all the other sugar but they're high in histamine and they're high in sugar so I don't ever recommend eating dried fruit like Maybe a little bit, not on AIP because you can't eat nuts. But if you're not on an AIP diet, you know the trail mix with maybe a little bit of dried fruit in there. Citrus fruit, smoked fish, shellfish, eggplant, and then if you're not off dairy, yogurt, aged cheese. From into beverages like alcohol. They're all super high in histine. So if you are eating a super clean diet, and let's just say you've upped some of these high histamine foods, this can cause you uh, really big issues. And so it is, once again eliminating those, see how you go, give your body time to recover. And if you're feeling a lot better, then that is just a big clue that there is a lot more gut health healing that needs to happen. Also bone broth, actually, I forgot to mention that one. Bone broth is on that high histamine food. So that's one thing that, you know, even people like me get bone broth in your life. But if you are having histamine intolerance, you don't want to have bone broth. You want to do more meat, broth, which instead of cooking the bones, you cook the meat with the bones. And then also with the high histamine intolerance is leftovers. So I know leftovers was like a huge thing for me and saved me through my clean eating diet. I would make big batches of things, but you can't let them sit in the refrigerator. The longer you let them sit, the higher the histamine goes. So what you would want to do is cook it and freeze it right away. And that will help lower the histamine down. So yeah, those are some reasons why we... When you start a new cleaning eating diet that you might feel like crap. <laughs> it's never I feel like it's never like just a clean, straight path. So there's a lot more investigation that you can do. With testing, which I highly recommend if you either don't want to take the time to do the elimination or if you feel like your journey has been long enough and you're ready just to find some answers. So, testing is key. Okay, so this is asking, What are your thoughts about an enema cleans to get rid of bad toxin like parasites? They can be supportive, but that it's not your answer per se. So, if let's just say you think you have a parasite, like all the parasites are different, they need different. A ways to address them. If you have yeast overgrowth, there's like a procedure like of what you need to get rid of first. So if you just think like, oh, just do an enema cleans, it, it's not necessarily going to help you out. So prunes for constipation, prunes are going to be high in sugar and you just want to know why you're constipated. I know for me when I was figuring everything out, I used coconut oil as a natural laxative and it helped, but it wasn't solving my issue. So that would be a short term remedy. You know, like obviously, there's going to be times where we just need help. Uh, we don't want to not poop. We need to poop, but um, I wouldn't rely on it. I would still dig down to why you're having the constipation. I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I know it's a A lot of information (laughs) tests. So what type of test, a gut health test? So once again, I don't know if your traditional doctor will be able to run really in-depth gut health tests for you. Qualified health coaches like myself or even functional medicine doctors will run gut health tests. I do the DSL GI Map test or the BioFX. So the DSL is worldwide and the BioFX is just for the united states they both have new york restrictions on them new york doesn't allow health coaches to order tests so there is a blog post well this whole section if you're part of the fertility food program is a new section within the fertility food it gives you a lot more information and guidance about this and I've popped it up on a blog post too. It's called, I'm feeling worse after starting my autoimmune AIP diet. You can find that over on the website. Yeah, The Dutch test would be really beneficial. Always a really good test to do. Yes. Do I mean eating a, a <laughs> teaspoon of coconut oil will help with, yeah. Yeah. Coconut oil is a natural laxative for some people. Make sure you're not intolerant to coconut oil. And I know a lot of people when they start paleo diet and even an autoimmune paleo diet, coconut oil seems to be in absolutely everything. So that's something to watch out for that if you're having diarrhea, that maybe you're just having too too much of a good thing. You know, like that's the thing, like too much of anything is not good for you. You know, too much meat, too much vegetables, too much coconut oil, too much sugar. Like there's a balance with everything and you just have to find your balance. And remember, you don't have to be perfect about it, But there are going to be certain stages in your life where you'll want to take three months and just be as consistent and as committed as you possibly can. And this will really help you figure out what you need to do in the early stages. And then it will accelerate your healing process as well. I always say, think of your gut as like a womb on your arm or your skin. If you leave it alone and you take care of it, it will heal. There won't be that much scarring. But if you sit there and pick at it and just, like aggravate it it's gonna eventually heal but it's just gonna take a lot longer and cause you issues along the way you say juicing instead of meals are a good cleanse i just don't believe in cleanses i mean sure they might work you basically want to find your food intolerances and then what you want to do on top of that is introduce as much real food as you possibly can can you juice every once in a while yes definitely can you have smoothies but you don't want to overdo it. There's a whole process of getting the fibers, using your mouth, your saliva, it it wakes up your digestive. There's much more to your health and improving your health than just cleansing it. You want that whole process, right? Think about your ancestors. They definitely were not juicing fruits <laughs> for like for most of our history. They were not making smoothies. They were eating whole foods, and so we want to do that as much as possible. I know in our modern day society, having a juice or making a smoothie for some convenience instead of sitting down and taking the time to eat a meal is is, is perfectly acceptable. But I wouldn't replace it and I wouldn't say it's better. So I hope that makes sense. Okay, thank you so much again for joining me and I hope that we have answered some really important questions. Always reach out to me on DM if you have a question.